Eagles Entertainment. This is Lane Johnson, and you're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Hi, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro here as the Eagles get ready to take to the road their first of three games away from Lincoln Financial Field Sunday at Minnesota's U.S. Bank Stadium. The 3-2 and two Eagles against the 3-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. This is one of the best matchups in the NFL season. We have a great podcast for you here. We're going to talk to Mac Hollins, who has a remarkable story. Fourth-round draft pick in 2017, helped the Eagles win Super Bowl 52, and then he missed all of 2018 with a sports hernia. He is back, and honestly, he looks better than ever. Ten catches, 125 yards for the Eagles through five games. We'll talk to him about that very difficult process of coming back from an injury, one that can kind of knock you out of your lane in the NFL, maybe even end a career. How did Mac Hollins get through that? You do not want to miss this interview. We're also going to get to some of your ratings, reviews, and comments about our Eagles Insider podcast, and we'll talk to Mike Quick as he gives us an overview of this Philadelphia Eagles team through five games. We begin, however, with what we do each week, one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson, previewing the Minnesota Vikings. Doug, it always strikes me how important emotion is in a game, and you're coming into a game now, a stretch where it's kind of defining the season. How do you feel about the emotional pitch required to go into Minnesota and win this game? Oh, man, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a great, uh, first of all, it's a great environment to go into. Um, you know, we've got a set of challenges now with the next three games being on the road, you know, and, and, and we just have to worry about one game at a time mentality. We can't, we can't look down the road. We can't look past, you know, Minnesota. Obviously, this is a good football team. You know, we have got to play, you know, our brand of football uh, and, and get back to that. Um, you know, we got a, I thought the defense played, played well this past week and, and, and did some things with obviously the 10 sacks and the two defensive scores, things like that. But, you know, it's going to take one of those efforts. It's going to take a full 60-minute game and, and, and ride into Minnesota and then hopefully come away with, uh, with a victory. What if five games in here, trying to find out what the personality, quote unquote, of the team is? What is? Do you think the personality of this offense? Do you have it? Do you have it defined yet? Yeah, I think I think we have to stick with what we know and, and who we are, and, and obviously the ability to run the football, the play action pass has been has been a been a staple for us. Carson Wentz thrives on that, and and I think our our offensive line really thrives on that. Tight ends are a big part of that but um you know not having Deshaun right now uh, on the field obviously it kind of limits your your deep threat or your vertical threat just a little bit but you know we're making things work with the guys we have and and we got a lot of confidence obviously in Alshon and Nelly and and uh, our two backs I think Miles Sanders I mean he's he's really come on here in the last couple of weeks with some explosive passes some catches and then and then the way Jordan's been running the ball those are just things we got to keep integrating into the offense and find ways and creative ways to use our personnel. Did you know Miles had that kind of pass catchability? Oh, we did. We did. You, you know, you don't see a ton of that in in the college, you know, film because there's more rushing attempts, obviously. But he does have the capability to catch the football. What we saw early in the off season when he was healthy, uh, the ability to do that, uh, and he's worked at it. And and so you know, it's just something that we're going to continue to explore with him. And Jordan's interesting. I mean, he came in all of a sudden. He's got a, another competitor next to him second round draft pick he may not be the guy yet he never got down he never complained he never said anything all he's doing is running the football and really bringing it yeah he's playing he's playing well and and he's he's been kind of the workhorse for us and 
and he's a guy that you want to continue to uh, you know give touches to and, and give the ball to um, you know and, and it, it, it he, he's a guy now too on our roster who's who's been to Minnesota who's been to Green Bay uh, eventually he, you know he played in Chicago obviously so he understands these type of teams and what these what these kind of these games mean uh, and, and and how to win them thanks coach thank you when we come back on the Eagles Insider Podcast, it's time to sit down and talk to Mac Hollins. What a story. What a comeback. A lot of challenges for Hollins. We'll hear his story when we return. Hi, I'm Fran Duffy, host of the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, and each week I will take you inside the playbook and break down the X's and O's of every Eagles game day. Every snap tells a story. The Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, we're going to have you covered. Come and join and subscribe wherever podcasts can be found. Mac Hollins walks into the studio here with a smile on your face. I'm so glad to see you happy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while, but yeah. I'm glad to be. I'm glad to be back on the field, happy, smiling, running around. Do, do you mind if we talk a little bit about that whole coming back from the injury before yeah. we talk about yeah, that? Because, it, I, I mean, Mac, the, the, the fact that you sat out an entire football season, painful, right? Like, f- mentally and physically. What were the keys to getting back? And these lessons for everybody who has to overcome something in life. How'd you do it? Um, yeah, it was definitely a, a tough journey. You know, you, you never expect to, you know, sit out something that you've done your whole life. You know, football has been what I've done every year of my life since I was probably like 10 years old. Um, so to sit out a whole year and not be able to do it, uh, it, it's rough. But the biggest thing is to, to have those people around you that can support you when things get rough. You know, it's not something you can do on your own uh, as, t- as tough as you want to be. You can tough it out for a little while, but, you know, when you're two, three, four, five, and months and months into it, you got to find those people that are, are there to support you. And when you're having those tough days, even the smallest thing is, hey, you, you, you're good. You got it. it that, that line, that might be all they say, and it might be, you know, the spark that kind of keeps you going, keeps you motivated. And then, I mean, you're obviously coming off your rookie season on top of the world. No. Great support staff around you, love people who love you, yep. uh, and then you get hurt, and then you didn't really know for a long, long time here how long this how this injury yeah. was going to play out. Yep. So, how did you take the news, Mac? What did you break down and cry? Like, what do you no, do? Um, I just like I guess I've been like this my whole life. I just kind of kept pushing. Like, there's no sense in being upset about something. Like, if if something's going to happen, I'd rather be like motivated and optimistic about it rather than being pissed off or mad because then I'm just I'm in the same spot but now I'm in a bad mood like I might as well be in the same spot and have a good mood uh that's admirable yeah so it uh, and not to say that every day was easy for me to stay in a good mood and you know when you wake up and you're in pain and you're like you're not progressing the way you want to um obviously it's frustrating so it's not like I'm some perfect dude that was just like no I'm always happy right right that's just not realistic um but majority of the time I want to be in a good mood because that that would that's what helped with my rehab and getting better and always improving each day and then like I said earlier those those people that are around you that on those tough days yeah you know, can help you out so on September 6th of 2018 you're placed on injured reserve yeah. with pop in your mind maybe I can get back this year still yeah. thinking that oh yeah like oh, hopefully I can get back and uh you know contribute especially in the back end obviously it's a long football season in the NFL so being able to help the team in the in the back end, so that's where my my mind was set. Like these these next however many weeks until I was capable of coming back, um, just get better and be ready to. Well, at least you had so. something to strive for. It right. wasn't like you were shut down and you go, "Oh man, right. what a lost year." Right. 
Um, can you do anything rehab wise when you're, when you have a sports hernia, are you able, you can't run, right? Um, so the way it works is you kind of progress like any other injury, but it actually is a little bit quicker than most. So you start with walking and then jogging and then running. Um, but the biggest thing is getting, cause it's such an intricate part of the body when you go in there and have surgery and anytime you cut into muscle, it's tough, but just having to tie everything back together. So getting, getting your core, your breathing, like things as small as breathing are as surprisingly easy as they are for somebody who hasn't had a surgery. Those are things you got to build back up and get those small, tiny muscles that you never think of uh, backfiring. Mac, what did you learn about yourself during that whole lost season? Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, that at this point, there's, n- there's not too many things that should put me in a bad mood or like a tough practice shouldn't, shouldn't bother me or being tired. Now it's as crazy as like, I'll, if you ever see me on the field, like I'll just be running like back into the locker room or running back to the, to wherever I'm going because I wasn't able to run for so long. Like it's like a, a deer that got its legs back. Yeah. It was a, it's, it's kind of weird, but I'll just be running around just to, just to run. Just to feel, cause it feels great. Again. Yeah. Just cause I can. You yeah. don't take it for granted anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember it was Jacksonville, right? Your first preseason yep. game. Um, how much excitement was that getting back on the football field and going, yeah, that, Hey man, I might actually, I might not be all the way back at this point, but yeah. I think I can get there. Yeah. It was, it was, that was uh pretty crazy. Cause obviously the last time I had really played was, uh, the Super, Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, almost a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, and it was, it was really cool. Like, Hey, maybe I still, maybe I still got it. I might not be all the way back yet, but I think I might, might still know how to do this thing. When you get hurt, Mac, do, do you think people forget about you? Do you think people forget about you, the football player, not the person, because everybody wants you to get better? But do you think people forget about you as a football player? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what what I do. You know, if whatever your your job is, if you're not doing it anymore, people aren't gonna be able to remember you because now it's you know it's so long ago. Just like when when people retire, you're you kind of kind of lose that same sort of aura around you that you're you're a player. So I definitely felt it. But what was important to me was being around my teammates and. You know, that's what was tougher is you're not on the field with your teammates and playing with them and practicing with them and struggling with them. So that that was harder than, you know, people just thinking, hey, you're not a football player. Did you learn any hobbies in that in that year absence? Did you read a thousand books? Like what what did you um, do? Yeah. So now I, I got uh, my Speak different languages now. I mean, what do you, what do you... I, I, Well, that too. <laughs> so I'm learning. I'm learning Spanish. I'm learning from Duolingo, learning Spanish. And then I have what I started MacBook Mondays, which is uh, I, like I was I started reading crazy like once a week i would finish a book because i was going nuts you just you just doing the same thing over and over and yeah and i was never a big reader so i started reading and then started macbook mondays to try to get other people starting to read so you know posting a book every monday other people meaning your teammates teammates fans whoever follows me on instagram or the at mac collins macbook mondays uh instagram i love just, that just anybody start reading because when i was younger I, it was like it's not cool to read but what i've realized is how how great it is. You know, those first couple books were rough. I'll, I'll admit like, what were they? Um, so the, <laughs> what did you dive into? I wanted, I you probably say, took on the most challenging book. I want to see, I want to say uh, not the most challenging, but I think it was Harry Potter, like a real oh long one. Like, I just started yeah. like, why did I read this? <laughs> um, but then like now it's like, you'll see me with a book almost everywhere I go because it, it got easier. And then I'm able to kind of just tune out other stuff and just really enjoy the book. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so those are the things I really did. Like I started reading a bunch and I already ha- did like, I guess, weird stuff, like the Rubik's Cubes and yeah, stuff like just that. Just thinking stuff. That's yeah, not that weird. Just, thinking is not weird. Yeah, that was just the stuff I already did. So I guess the, the reading and the Spanish were the two I really picked back Did up. you fear that you would maybe never play football again, honestly? 
Um, yeah, there were definitely times where I, like, maybe not ever again, but at at the same level, be able to come back and because there was days where I'd wake up and it was like it's hard to it's hard to really walk around and you just feel it because it's just so like scar tissue down and stuff in there. Um, but then you know you you don't realize when you've made the progress, like where you're flipping the switch and going the right direction. But one day you're just like, oh, I remember when I wasn't able to do this like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, but now all of a sudden I'm doing it like with no problem. And it just happens. And then you're, you kind of forget how, how, how you got to where you were, but you're, you're there. So you, and you're back. Are you better now than you were? Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel so much better. I feel, and then especially the mental part, because obviously I missed a year physically, but mentally I was able to pick up the offense so much better and just learn how, how things move in the NFL and feeling more comfortable in my body and, and, you know, my body of work when I'm out there. Um, so it's, uh, I found the good in it for sure, but it was definitely a, a tough road. I wonder what it was like for you, Washington Redskins home opener. You made the 53-man yeah. roster. Were you nervous, by the way, that you wouldn't make the 53-man Oh, yeah, I'm not, I was nervous. I've been nervous. I think I saw you at a my... gas station that day. Oh, yeah, probably, and I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if Mac made it. Because I was coming into the office, yeah. and you were leaving. I thought, oh, man, I don't know I don't know what's happening here. I, I, was, I was a little scared of, right. like, of saying anything. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, no, but since my rookie year, I've been, I'm always nervous. Because, you know, I always think I can do more and you know, I could left some plays out on the field. So it was, a, it's all, I think I'll always be like that to the end of my career. Can you be a better technique? Can you be better in your technique having stepped away from the game and observed? Do you feel like you're better with your release, with your route running, yeah. with all the little things? Yeah, that was, that was really big for me. Uh, not even as much that type of stuff, but learning what coaches see. Because when you're out on the field, you, you know, you have your, your view of what's going on and what, a saying a lot of coaches say is you're seeing ghosts sometimes you're out on the field and you're like this guy did this and then you look back at the tape and he didn't do anything like what you saw so I was able to to be on that on the sideline and kind of see the bigger picture of how you not getting your depth on this route affects somebody else's route or you taking this angle instead of another angle how how much that affects the overall scheme of the play and that's helped me a lot in just understanding do my part like do my part and take care of my business and everything else will take care of my belief mac is that players have their most difficulty after the game is over after their career is over because they're off schedule here you're on cadence you know everything you're gonna do every day is this gonna help you in the big picture someday in life when you're done playing in 15 years that you went through that year and you had to fend for yourself you had to create challenges for your brain oh yeah i'm sure uh because it like you said it's it's tough when you you know your whole entire life you've had the same schedule basically you know, you practice all week, game on the weekend. Practice all week, game on the weekend. And then, you know, you go 20, 30, sometimes 40 years if you, if you play for that long. And then all of a sudden, you wake up, you have nothing to do. You don't have practice to go to. You don't have a game. You don't have any tape to watch. And it's, it's I mean, it's scary for a lot of guys because they don't know what else to do. And that's what's, I think, bigger now than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, even 10 years ago, is the importance of having other other things in your life, not making football your one and only thing. So in the off season, you know, maybe going to go do an internship somewhere or some some you enjoy you enjoy because once you're once you're done and football is done, you, you most guys have 50, 60 more years of life left, and you can't just sit back. Gotta on, fill on it page. up with yeah, something. Yeah, you gotta fun, fill it yeah. with something and pay the bills. Exactly, by the, way, the bills and won't your pay family. themselves. Yeah. Uh, did it take a while for you and Carson to get back on the same page, or did it kind of come very organically? Um, that that kind of. Came came back pr- pretty well. Uh, I actually remember the first time I think he threw a ball to me was in uh, the very last day of OTAs, maybe this past season. And when I caught the ball, I came back. He's like, "Dude, I didn't even know that was you out there." 
Oh, that's I was great. like, is that Mac? Because <laughs> like, it had, I mean, it had been a year since he'd thrown me a ball. That's really. incredible. Yeah, so it was, uh, but that, those things just, just clicked back. I think, like, uh, the receivers and Carson and our quarterbacks have such a good relationship, and it's just, like, we have so much fun out there that the ball just slings around. And for you, Mac, the burst is there, the, oh, yeah. everything's there. Oh, yeah. It feels your, good. your numbers are good, you're catching the ball great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is beautiful to see. How do you feel about the offense? How do you feel about okay. the way things are coming together here? I feel real good. I think we're, we're gelling together really well. Obviously, he's been tough when, you know, without D-Jack. He's, he's obviously one of the best to ever, ever play the position. Ama- amazing, yeah. right? When you I mean, watch him track incredible. the football in the yeah, air? He's yeah, in, he's incredible. Um, and, and the speed he has. So it's obviously tough when, you, you know, you lose a big playmaker like that. But we did it in 2017. And when he comes back, it'll be even greater because now we can really, really turn the offense up. But that's the, that's the business. We have to take care of what, what we can with who we have. And like we always say, we're all we got, we all we need. Um, that's that's still something that resonates with this team, and and I'm excited for how how we're starting to gel. I'm writing a story on Gunners, and I know that Ryan was Gunner yep. along with Rudy this weekend, yep. uh, this past weekend. Yep. Um, and the one question I didn't ask you, and I, it's it's was, it was fascinating listening to you talk about being a Gunner because yep. it's a mano a mano thing. Oh yeah. Do you do you talk a lot of crap when you're uh, when you're waiting and the ball's up in the air and the punt returner is calling for a fair catch? Are you yelling at the punt returner? Do um, guys do that? Yeah, so I've learned over the years yelling doesn't really work because um, it just sounds like crowd noise. Okay. Do you have, you have to like throw some at him that'll make him tra- like change his train of thought? So if you know his name or something, saying his name really quickly or uh, something like <laughs> something like that because screaming just is like it's right. just normal to them. So you do research on the guy and find out like what and he like his his sister wears army boots or something. That's like an old joke. You would, yeah, that's um, way before your time. Um, we, <laughs> we we find out. Like we st- we study up on all our all our opponents, especially obviously returners, because those are the guys that are you know the ones with the ball in their hands. But we'll know you know whether it's their name, their their where where they grew up, where, what school they went to, parents' name. Um, but no, I mean no no below the belt stuff. That's stuff. Right. Like, oh really? There's certain stuff that's uh, like talking about people's family. And stuff. Okay, I didn't know that. At least for me, that's always like I'd never. never I thought it was just anything goes on the football field. Oh no, field. that's I mean there's certain stuff you should you should people's kids and stuff you should never talk about. Um, I'm sure there are people that do, but there's certain limits to where I'll go. I like to hear that. Yeah. All right, we got five questions from Matt Collins, nah. who's here with us on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Question number one, what is your pregame ritual? What is the thing that you, mu- you must absolutely do before a game? Um, so I've switched around a lot. So in college, I used to always have to have uh, ch- Hershey's chocolate milk, a little, little small box of it. Um, but I always now, there's this breathing thing I do. It's called Wim Hof. He's the, he's the ice I man. I know that, yep. Yeah. So I always have to do that before a game. How long um, do you do that? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah, so I do six rounds of it. Um, and it just helps me clear my mind, kind of relax, get in tune with what's, what's happening with me, where, how I feel, and then get ready for the game. So that's, that's my new pregame ritual. That's a cool ritual. Yeah. What is your greatest feeling that you experience on the football field in general? What is the greatest feeling? Um, since college, it's been if I, if I make a play that like, is the reason one of my teammates scored, like it used to happen a lot with uh, – like on punt return with my teammate Ryan Switzer in college, like breaking a, a block and then go getting another one or something like that. Um, because I like having my teammates score is like the most exciting thing for me. Like I'm always 
turned up for for my guys to score. Not for when you get to do the backpack dance. Oh yeah, that that's all 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 great too. I I I can't say I don't love scoring too, but with my when when my guys score, that's when I can really really go crazy. Is the backpack dance still with among you you kids out there? Is it still a thing? Are people still doing the backpack? People are doing it all. Yeah, I, I still I still rock it here okay. and there. I, I still got plenty inside. Yeah, I know the bag. kids just come right up to you. And yeah, do it all the time, I, right? I have plenty of uh, of dances inside my backpack that I'll bring out. I'm so. sure you do. All right, describe uh, if you would, Mac. How does your body feel after a game? Uh, it depends. So there's some games where you'll you'll wake up the next day and feel and feel fine, and then there's some games where you wake like the adrenaline's going, and then you wake up the next morning and it's like tough to get out of bed. Your body's just beat up. Uh, so it's, uh, and I'm a receiver, so this is like, mine's a sometimes, I'm sure O-linemen and defensive players, it's like every, every game you wake up and you're hurting because yeah. they take so many hits. But for me, like there's some games where I'll, I'll have a couple of bruises, but nothing crazy. And then other games, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm making it today. And you still biking to work? Oh yeah. And you, oh, yeah. it doesn't bother your legs? No, 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 no. It keeps them, keeps them going. Okay. You're wearing a helmet, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good. I'll just make sure. Yeah. Uh, if you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? Ooh, um, I'd say probably something with my snakes, reptiles. Um, Still doing that, huh? Yeah, whether that's a pet store or something like that, or either that or working on my presidential campaign. I love now. We could use a good man like you. Yeah. Uh, are you still? What do you have going on with the with the reptiles these days? Um, so still just the two snakes. Okay. I'm thinking about adding two more. Um, what do you feed them? Uh, so the the boa gets rabbits now, um, and then the ball python gets rats. How often do they eat? Uh, like once a week. Do you Once go to the store days. and get like a... Oh, no, they're all in my freezer. So I have like 50 at a time frozen in the freezer, thaw them out once a week. Yeah, Creepy. So, yeah. My where do you get the rabbits? Place. You just go to... The... Online, yeah. This place called Lane Labs. That's where I get them. That's yeah. interesting. And do the boas come out? Do they come out at night and just hang with you? Um, if I take them out, yeah, yeah. The boa, she'll just go around my neck and I'll just can walk around. And they and show affection? Um, yeah, yeah, they wrap around me. Okay. They yeah. don't, they don't coo or anything like that. Nah, they don't, no, no, okay. no, no, no. I don't know. I never, <laughs> I, I think we had one for the kids one year and they, we, like one of them got out and like went into the couch and we never saw it. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a bummer get, because the kids really liked them. Yeah. When they get out there, they're, they're sneaky. Yeah, they are. All right. Last one. Playing at home versus playing on the road. How would you compare the experience? Ooh. Um, so you get excited over two complete opposites. So when you're at home, the louder it is, the better you're, you're doing most likely. <laughs> and when you're away, when it's dead silent, you know you're doing well. And that's like the, I, I think I'm, I may like that feeling better. And the travel's no, no biggie. No, that's just part of the game. You just, you're just used to it. The hotel in, in Green Bay was like, I don't even know how you guys got into the shower, right? Like that yeah, was the was, tiniest. Hey, where? Paper Valley Inn was yeah, like the tiniest little hotel. Yeah, but we just, as long as, as, long as we're in the, in the place we need to be, we keep the schedule. I mean, you're only in your room for, to yeah. sleep, so it's not too bad. You're the man. Mac Collins, we thank you so much. Keep oh, yeah. up the great work. Thank keep you. kicking butt out there oh, and yeah, stay healthy you. and have a great season. Oh, yeah. Mac Collins, thanks so much for joining thank us you. here on the podcast. Thanks so much to Mac Collins and thanks to Doug Peterson. Now time. Before we get to Mike Quick, for some of your comments, we love it when you review us, when you subscribe, obviously, when you rate us and mention on iTunes what you like and what you like to see more of here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. So I've got a few to read for you, some five-star reviews, which we love, from BDJHT. Spuds is the best. Well, thank you very much. Can't imagine the Eagles without Spuds. Love the past few months of outstanding interviews with fun and unique questions. Really enjoy the behind-the-scenes guests that are part of the Eagles organizations. Thank you very much for that. From M-I-N-E-L, Minnell, 1981. Love it. One of the absolute best. We heard from Minnell on October 2nd. Thank you so much for that. River DTD loves the Dougie interviews. Dave, I love listening. 
to the one-on-one interview with Doug Peterson. So glad he is our head coach. Looking forward to this 2019 season. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, you got that right. And Italy riots. Back when we did the Jake Rosenberg interview, he said, more football nerds. I absolutely love the Jake Rosenberg episode. I'm a junkie for that sort of stuff. Hearing about the journey for the non-football people is fascinating to me. Well, that's good to hear that because in a couple of weeks, we'll hear from Alec Hallaby, the vice president of football operations and strategy, the role of analytics with this Eagles football team. Mike Quick, the radio analyst for the Eagles radio network, a former five-time Pro Bowler, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame. Well, he's got his certain perspective on this Philadelphia Eagles team, the wide receiver position, the offense in general, and Sunday's game against Minnesota, one-on-one with Mike Quick. Mike Quick, welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Really interesting time here. Eagles getting ready for a three-game road trip starting Sunday in Minnesota. What do you make of this team so far? How good are the Eagles? First, let me start with this, Dave. You're finally getting me on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's my honor. So listen, I've, uh, I think when you get through four weeks, you have a pretty good sample. And you know what? I, when I look at this team, and especially when I look at the offense, I think versatility. Because this offense, I believe, can do so many things. You've got two outstanding running backs, and they both bring a lot of different things to the table. They both are very versatile in the way I see them. Um, and of course, the passing game has a lot to offer. Uh, even without Deshaun Jackson, what they've been able to do the last couple of games have been really impressive. You know, matching up the running backs, getting them out in space uh, against defenders, and you know, creating mismatches with those guys. And Zach Ertz can do it all. And they're really smart in the way they're attacking defenses and matching up guys. And um, on the defensive side. I see some things from Jim Swartz that we haven't seen uh, until the last couple of weeks. You know, some of the blitzes that we're seeing now, uh, just some of the way he's starting to attack offenses. Uh, I I just think it's really smart football. They're kind of peeling back all the layers now and showing you a lot of different things defensively. They kind of have to, though, with the very thin group of cornerbacks here. I mean, Craig James and Orlando Skandrick and... So, but, but now you step up in class here, Mike. I guess what every, I think what Eagles fans are looking at, and there's so much criticism after the win against the Jets, not a great offensive performance, and how do you really count the defense going against that offense? Great test on the road Sunday here against the Vikings. Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs yeah. against our cornerbacks here. Yeah. How do you feel about that matchup? It's a tough matchup, and I tell you what makes it even tougher, the fact that they've got a running back and Davin Cook, who's the second-leading rusher in the National Football League, and just a stud. Since he's come back from his injury, he looks like everything. When he came out of Florida State, you thought he was one of the best running backs in football. He's looking like that right now. And so when you've got that going on and you've got to stop the run, it's going to leave a lot of opportunities for those guys that you mentioned. Adam Thielen, I think he played great last week. He was unbelievable. And Diggs, of course, can get down the field. So it's a problem. But I'm impressed with what Jim's been able to do uh, with all of the things that he's dealing with. You know, you lose two of your best inside rushers in Jernigan and Malik Jackson, and you're still able to somehow make this thing work with defensive backs going down left and right. 
and still you're in a really good place defensively. And I think it's because they're really smart in terms of the way they're able to attack opposing offenses. It it sounds great on paper. I, I still I, I would like to. I think to me, I mean, we've seen five games here. Atlanta turns out to be not a very good football team. Green Bay, excellent team. Eagles played well. To me, this is kind of the defining stretch. I mean, do you agree yeah. with that to, to point? Yeah, yeah, you're, and you're right, five games. But when you have to go on the road for three games in a row against three very good opponents, I think if there's a way to define who you are and who you're going to be, I think it happens in the next three weeks. And I think going to Minnesota, it's a tough place to play. I think that's in Minnesota with all the noise and you're going to have to be able to call plays without verbally communicating with your guys. Um, going off a silent count. There's so many things now that you have to deal with in Minnesota. It's a tough place to play. We're going to really find out who this team is over the next three weeks. Going back to the offense, Mike, you mentioned Deshaun not being there. We don't know when he's going to come back. And there's, Carson's numbers have gone down since he's been gone. But still, the, the, turning the ball over very infrequently, scoring in the red zone, and as you say, mixing the run game. How would you define the personality of this offense, has this is it possible that this is a run first or a run based offense? Well, I think you really have to be if you're going to go the distance. You know, you have to be a run based team. But I really believe that this team has the versatility to do whatever it takes on any given Sunday. If you got to throw the ball a lot, I think they're equipped to do that. If you got to run the ball, they've got one of the best offensive line. They got four. Pro bowlers on that offensive line. They can run the football against any team in the National Football League. So when it comes down to it, it's a versatile team that, given whatever that they need to do that particular week, I think they are equipped to do it. You mentioned Alshon, we know what he is. How do you think Nelson's played through five games and where is he going to go from here? Well, of course, he's had his ups and downs, but I'm a big Nelson Aguilar fan and I think that he'll bounce back. I think that just he needs to get more opportunities, and I think he's going to bounce back and, and play just fine. Still one of the best route runners on the team. He's had his issues with dropping passes, um, not just in game. I've seen him drop a couple in practice, and I think just that we have to realize now that that's just who he is, but he still adds a lot to this offense. He still has the ability to get deep. We saw it in the last game, him getting deep, but the timing not there in terms of he and Carson. I know he got bumped. He ran a double move, got dumped, got bumped on the route. So maybe that threw off the timing of Carson's throw. But he still has that ability to get deep, to stretch the field, and create space for everyone else on the field. Mike, let's talk about Mac Hollins and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and what they bring to the offense. Your evaluation of them to date. Well, I'll take Mac Hollins first. He's more than just a wide receiver. He's kind of a do-it-all guy. And when you see the receivers go down and you need to plug him in, I think he adds a lot. He's going to catch the ball, not the greatest of route runners, but when the ball is around, he makes catches. He can get down the field. You know, one of his trademarks coming out of University of North Carolina was his ability to track the deep ball and catch deep balls, long average per catch, yards per catch average. Um, Ortega Whiteside, young guy, still growing, still learning, and it's going to take some time. When he's gotten into games, he has issues in just separating, getting away from guys and getting away from press covers. All of these things, he has all the tools, 
But all of these things will come in time and as he's coached, as he learns to play at this level. Mike Quick, big, big stretch here. We'll find out what the Eagles are all about. Thanks so much. You got it. Thanks so much, Mike, and thanks to all who've taken part here in this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Trevor Hayes for putting this all together, and thanks to you for tuning in each and every week. I am back from U.S. Bank Stadium following the Eagles-Vikings game on Sunday. Our coverage that day begins at 12.30 with the kickoff show presented by Exalta, and then we have you covered throughout the game, and then we got you live right after the game. The Post-game show presented by Rico. Make sure you're with us for this first of three straight games on the road. Big, big test for the Philadelphia Eagles. Insider Dave Spadaro here. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly.